You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. T.C. Boyle is the author of 12 novels, including Worlds and Drop City, The Women. His newest novel is When the Killing's Done. Thank you for joining me, Tom. Oh, it's a pleasure, Rick, as always. One of the things that I found really interesting about this novel is the setting, because we all live here in California. It's this civilized, wonderful place with some beautiful beaches, but not too far away, 27 miles across the bay, as they say, is a different world. How did you first uh, find these uh, Santa Cruz Islands? Well, of course, um, I live in Santa Barbara, and uh, on a good, clear day, you can look out and see Santa Cruz Island right across the channel. And um, this island is four times bigger than Manhattan, and no one lives there. It's part of our national parks. And for many, many years, I wondered what goes on out there. Now I know. <laughs> I guess so. Did you actually travel out there before you started writing the book? I began researching the book and reading about the islands and the controversy that went out there on there during the last decade over the removal of invasive species. Um, then I, w- I visited, and I became uh, acquainted with many of the biologists and had the great pleasure and privilege, actually, of going out with Rachel Wollstonecroft, the fox lady, to um, examine the traps in the backcountry that are trapping the tiny little, cute little disnified uh, uh, dwarf foxes that are endemic to that island. One of the things that strikes me about this book is it's a very California book, and you create this it, it the um, uh, moral landscape echoes the real landscape, and, and I love this idea of of people fighting amongst themselves. Talk about creating this kind of echoing conflict, uh, echoing uh, feeling between the two different landscapes of the people and the way, the ethics upon which they behave, and the landscape itself. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of dealing with the questions, uh, ethical questions, of our treatment of animals and our dominion over animals. And this is set up with the epigraph of the book from uh, a quote from Genesis, uh, where... God uh, gives us dominion over all the animals. Well, of course, uh, God, when he was writing this uh, this book, and I think it was a bestseller in his, his day, by the way, um, he didn't really take into account the fact that we ourselves are animals, and that uh, because of um, oh, some advantages we've had in evolution, we tend to dominate all the animals of the world at this point. And so I wanted to examine that more closely with regard specifically to what we're talking about here, the invasive species on the Channel Islands, who has the right to eliminate them, who can say what animals should be eliminated and what shouldn't. For instance, this begins with the poisoning of the invasive rats on Anacapa Island by the Park Service, where they came over and and bombed the island with brodifacum, which is rat poison like decon or what uh, anyone listening to the show who has had a heart attack might be taking uh, as a blood thinner. And uh, there was a great controversy over this. On the one hand, uh, animal rights activists who feel that it is wrong 
to kill any animal for any reason. And the Park Service and Nature Conservancy people who feel that, uh, yes, they agree totally with that, but nonetheless feel that from a practical point of view, certain species must be eliminated because they're threatening the existence of much rarer species. Now, one of the things that we species, you uh, mentioned the human species, and human species have uh, relationships among themselves too, in particular family relationships, which are uh, about as troubled as uh, the relationships between invasive species. I know that uh, my children (laughs) sometimes feel like they're an invasive species. So talk about uh, the conflicts between and the uh, complementary aspects between uh, the different generations of Californians you talk here, and and I love yes. your photo, your your portrait of California and Californians because we're a really a wild species, aren't we? <laughs> well, I like that take on it, Rick. Of course, when I begin any story or novel, I just let it fly. It's all an improvisation. I just follow the line, and in this case, uh, you know, we began with the epigraph that I talked about from from Genesis, and it begins in a very exciting way uh, with. Um, a shipwreck. There are a number of shipwrecks in this because the channel is very violent, and there are, uh, to this day, uh, you know, many uh, many problems uh, in navigating those waters. And it begins with uh, something based on an historical fact. Um, uh, a woman uh, went out with her husband and her brother-in-law uh, in their cabin cruiser to spend the weekend fishing and sunning uh, off of Santa Cruz Island just after World War II. Well, the uh, waves came up, the boat was capsized. She watched her husband and brother-in-law drown before her eyes. Uh, She was saved when an ice chest she had bought popped up out of the water, and she clung to it and drifted in that very cold water. Not quite as cold as the water up at Santa Cruz, but damn cold after all, you know, probably 55-degree water. and spent most of the day clinging to this thing into the night and made it finally to um, to the island of Anacapa. However, she couldn't get ashore more than just a few feet and spent a cold, miserable night clinging to a cliffside. The next day, she continued in this cold water and finally found a place to get out. There she found a fisherman's shack, which had a bed and some food and canned food and so on, but no fisherman. She was there for two weeks lighting signal fires before she was rescued. And in my telling, this woman is the grandmother of our heroine, Alma Boyd Takasui, who in the current day is in charge of the project to eliminate the rats first, and then on Santa Cruz Island, the invasive species, the sheep, and more particularly, the pigs. You know, when you talk about the invasive species as being rats, pigs, and sheep, I just can't help but think of that as being descriptions of people. Hmm. Well, Rick, you know, you're you're a misanthropic kind of guy, I guess, but um, I try not to be misanthropic. I try to embrace our species. Uh, you know, I wrote about this in A Friend of the Earth in the year two, it's 2000. That, that book came out, and it, uh, it talks about global warming and projects into the near future to 2025. Um, uh, yes, of course. The the problem here is our species. We are the ones who introduce invasive species to these various islands. And curiously, um, in the second chapter here, the uh, it's another shipwreck, but it goes back to 1853. This is the wreck of the Winfield Scott. 
this was a paddle wheel steamer coming down from San Francisco with a lot of people who had been 49ers and who had uh, had their gold aboard that they'd been out digging out of the hills all those years. They were on their way to Panama, pre-Panama Canal, to trek across Panama and take the steamer on the other side for New York. This boat crashed on the rocks off Anacapa. Uh, everyone was saved, including all the gold. Oh, but, good. But uh, the rats uh, from the boat got ashore and had been infesting it for 150 years. These rats are killing the ground-nesting birds by eating their eggs and their chicks. And so the Park Service finally decided in 2001 to eliminate them. Now, this book uh, takes an interesting look at the way that two people on uh, opposite sides of a question can wage war and combat one another. And it's not just uh, fisticuffs and uh, darn you, you will rot in hells, is it? <laughs> yes, uh, Dave LaJoy is the character I've created uh, who pre- tries to prevent the uh, the bombing first of Anacapa by going to the island with a Confederate and throwing great Thousands of handfuls of vitamin K pellets all over the island. Vitamin K is the antidote to Brodofacum. Uh, he was arrested uh, for interfering with a, a park service operation and for feeding wildlife in a national park without a permit. <laughs> and he supposed <laughs> to Alma Boyd Takasui and the other biologists who feel very strongly that, uh, that these animals should be eliminated. Uh, and by the way, uh, they have been eliminated on Anacapa, and this has led to a tremendous uh, revival of the native bird population and the native deer mice. But again, the question that comes up is, how did the deer mice get there? And um, we presume by rafting. This is how many animals get to islands. That is, you know, during our flood season, our monsoon season, things wash down the canyons and animals wash with them. Most of them drown, most of them die, but occasionally some of them clinging to a a bunch of twigs and logs and so on uh, wind up in another place altogether. And this is how species have come to these islands. And again, you know, you wonder, uh, so the rats also got there by, by a means of rafting, and should they then be considered endemic species, too? They've been there for 150 years. So all of these questions um, come into play in this drama I'm creating where the two sides butt heads. And the irony here is, of course, that uh, Dave LaJoy and Alma are very much alike. They are, uh, they're vegetarians. They, uh, they want to preserve the environment, want to preserve animals. But each has a slightly different take on the necessity of the killing, when the killing's done. And, um, and uh, each is totally intransigent and will not go back. And so we have complications, and complications always make for a good novel. Uh, I'm guessing, too, you used a phrase when back there. You said, feels very strongly. This book addresses issues about which people feel very strongly, and I'm guessing that when you're out talking about this at your various appearances here and there, that you encounter some very strong feelings yourself. Yes, I have. Oh, I'm just in the second week of the tour. I've been on the East Coast, and now I'm in Seattle. And uh, uh, yes, yes, uh, this has provoked a great deal of controversy. Um, as it as the actual events did, and uh, talk about um, 
encountering in real life what the same kind of controversies you've created on the printed page. Um, do, did your uh, act of creation help you navigate these stormy waters any more adroitly? I don't know uh, about that, Rick. Uh, I enjoy the fact that people feel strongly, and during the Q&A, we're commenting and, uh, and so on, and taking opposing viewpoints. I think it just uh, demonstrates that the novel is getting under people's skin and uh, making them feel something deeply. This is akin to uh, my novel from 1995, The Tortilla Curtain, which I think many listeners will know. Um, this is about illegal immigration in Southern California. And um, I am presenting very deeply from both sides of the issue uh, how people feel and leaving it to the reader to enter into this, enjoy the story for its, its own value, but also to examine the issues in a deeper way. In that case, illegal immigration, and in this case, um, our attempts to control nature. And we'll be talking with T.C. Boyle about his attempts to control the nature of his audience <laughs> coming up. Thank you for joining me, Tom. Okay, Rick. You're welcome. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony.